Welcome to another episode of Crypto Talks Wednesdays. As usual, we are with you every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Dubai, 7:30 p.m. Beirut, Uh, meanwhile, رح يكون معنا يكون معنا guest Dr. Oriol in few minutes. بس بعد ما نعمل ال introduction, Dr. Oriol Kodvilla, who he's a fintech and blockchain leader and really an expert. Uh, he will be joining us from Asia. فنحكي عن موضوع ال digital yuan. وشو آخر update عم بيعمل research عليها تعطينا آخر update. Dr. Oriol is really a research in this space. Uh, he's one to look out for. نحن استضفناه قبل لدكتور اوريول دي اكس توكس تنحكي معه عن فيوتشر اوف ماني وغيره. سو اول شغله انا خليني ليت مي ويلكم ماي جيست دكتور اوريول ويلكم تو كريبتو توكس ويز ويتش از باورد باي دي اكس توكس ويد لايك تو ويلكم يو وي ار ريلي اونورد تو هاف يو اجين اون ذيس بلاتفورم. سو وي ويد لايك يو تو انتروديوس يور سيلف فور اور اودينس And then we'll move on with uh, with our discussion. Shukran, shukran. Thanks for having me today. And well, basically, as, as you said before, my name is uh, Dr. Oriol uh, Caudevilla, and I'm basically quite involved in the uh, blockchain uh, area, fintech in general. And one of my main areas of uh, research uh, these last few years has been that of uh, central bank digital currencies, especially from Asia, where I'm Uh, normally based or where I used to be based. So I try to bring my perspective from, from China, Japan. And today I hope to be able to update you about uh, some of the latest uh, news regarding the digital yuan. Great, great. Thank you for that. Uh, where, are you, where are you now today? Uh, what city? Well, I'm joining you today from Barcelona, from Spain. So I'm not in Asia now. Okay, great, great. First, let's understand more an introduction of CBDCs. And then later on, we'll jump into the digital yuan importance on a global scale. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, CBDC stands for uh, central bank uh, digital currencies. And I know it sounds very basic, but um, central bank digital currencies are currencies in a digital form issued by a central bank. And I know it's basic, but any CBDC, in order for it to be a CBDC, needs to have or to meet two different criteria. It needs to be central bank issued and it needs to be digital. Being central bank issued means that CBDCs will be central bank money. It will be one more kind of central bank money. So I know it sounds basic, but it's not actually that basic because for the very first time, central bank money will be programmable. Central banks, governments will be able to add or remove certain features from that money. And that's something quite quite new actually. Um, central bank digital currencies are not cryptocurrencies per se. I know that, um, well, sometimes they are often referred to as cryptocurrencies, but they are not actually cryptocurrencies because of many reasons. I mean, one of them, and I think this one is basic, is the fact that, as all of you know, cryptocurrencies are completely decentralized, knowing they are issued by decentralized well, organizations, whereas central bank digital currencies are the opposite. They are not DeFi, they are completely centralized because they are issued by a central bank. So as you can see, the rationale is very different. And aside from that, there is also a difference in, in their use. I mean, uh, whereas whilst uh, cryptocurrencies are used uh, 
of course, to making payments, but also, uh, I would say, mostly for trading purposes. Uh, central, central bank digital currencies are something else. No? I mean, they are not going to be used that much for trading, but mostly for uh, making the, the, the payments, for example, that we're already making in our normal life. You know? So it's, it's a different concept from that currencies. No? I mean, we cannot compare, let's say, a Bitcoin with, um, let's say, the future digital uh, euro, for example. No? I mean, those are like very different concepts. Uh, I would say that CBDCs would bear similarities with just one kind of cryptocurrencies, and that is stable coins. Within CBDCs and stable coins, there may be overlaps in that area. That is true. But when it comes to cryptos in general, I, say many, I, I see many differences in, in those. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that uh, introduction. Now, uh, it's very important to have successful stories. Today, I think we have two or three very limited uh, successful stories in CBDCs. But where is the future going? And especially now, we know that Digital UN is, I think, the most, or actually first, the biggest project and the most advanced project in terms of the scope that it is actually uh, holding. And this is what your research, I think, uh, you will be talking about a uh, little bit. Yes, um, correct. I mean, uh, the thing about CBDCs is that we are talking about a very um, new area. I mean, cryptocurrencies were born a few years ago. So I would say it's a more mature area. I mean, it's volatile, of course. We've all been experiencing that these last few weeks. But at the same time, it's something more established. Uh, CBDCs are something much more new. So that means that, uh, well, probably the current scenario today uh, compared to the scenario that we had, for example, when, when we last spoke, I think it was maybe November, is quite different. And I'm sure that if we speak again, let's say in half a year, it's going to be quite different again because it's something very new. And at the same time, uh, well, it requires a, a certain degree of caution because, uh, I mean, central banks are not going to be issuing uh, a CBDC if they don't make sure before, if they, then they don't make sure first that they are not in any way like affecting uh, their country's uh, monetary policy, etc., in any negative way. So that's why, you know, it's quite a new area. When it comes to uh, successful stories, as you said before, successful use cases, well, I mean, China is um, for sure the most advanced, uh, or actually it was launched in January, you know, I mean, the most advanced CBDC in any major economy, but it wasn't the first country in launching a CBDC. Uh, in the modern era of CBDCs, uh, the first one was the Bahamas. Uh, they launched uh, the Sun Dollar back in October 2020, so almost two years ago. It was called the Sun Dollar. After that, Nigeria, for example, followed. They launched the Inaira last uh, September, even though well, the Inaira has had a bumpy ride so far because it hasn't been working very well, technically speaking, and there, there were some issues, but, but still, I mean, it's a, a real launched uh, CBDC. There was one more project uh, launched in the Caribbean as well, uh, in the Eastern Caribbean. And then we got China, of course. China is by far the, the biggest uh, country, the, main, the most important economy in launching their own CBDC. And then many more countries are studying this area, I mean, to the point that uh, more than 80% of central banks in the world are working on CBDCs. I don't mean by that, that all of them will, in the end, launch their own CBDC. And I think that the most interesting part about CBDCs is that they are not here to replace 
cryptos. I mean, I know that some people will say that the reason why central banks are rushing towards launching their CBDCs is because they want to fight cryptos. In some cases, it may be true. I mean, it, perhaps some central banks are doing that for this purpose, but I would say that generally speaking, CBDCs can perfectly coexist with privately issued cryptocurrencies. I mean, we are talking about this future world of, of, of the future of money, where I foresee CBDCs and cryptos perfectly coexisting as long as a certain country wants that to happen. No, I mean, we're going to talk about China later, and China, well, China is much more harsh towards cryptos than other countries, uh, whilst they promote their own CBDC. But my point is, if a country wants to, it's perfectly possible for CBDCs and cryptos to coexist. Yes, and uh, thank you for that. Now, uh, we're going more and more, uh, I think, into having the use cases being applied, the types of transactions also. Uh, you know, I think they started in certain types of transactions and now they are going more and more accepting digital yuan instead of cash money or uh, fiat money. What's the future of, in general, of CBDCs and where we are going uh, on a global scale? And is digital yuan going to be the dominant player in that space? Well, uh, the future in this area is kind of difficult to foresee because unlike cryptocurrencies, uh, each central bank, each government will decide whether to launch or not their own CBDC and how to launch it. So the future digital euro, for example, uh, it, despite being a CBDC, probably will not look at all like the digital yuan or the future digital US dollar. So this is why CBDCs can actually be quite a different one from the other, technically speaking, design-wise. Unlike, for example, cryptocurrencies, I mean, a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin anywhere in Australia, in the US, in, in, in Europe, no, or, or in Dubai. The only thing, though, is that the change is how each jurisdiction regulates cryptocurrencies. That's different. But the core idea of what a Bitcoin is, what it represents, etc., is the same anywhere. When it comes to CBDCs, well, that's kind of different because, yes, I mean, it's, it's going to be fiat currency, it's going to be central bank money, but how it's going to work, how it's going to be designed will differ. Um, talking, for example, about digital yuan, well, I mean, it, it's been a long process. China started to do research on this area back in 2014 until 2020. So we're talking about a six-year research period. After that, in April and May 2020, China started to actually test the digital yuan, and they spent almost two years testing the digital yuan. And when I say testing, I mean that they started by um, allowing or encouraging certain people, like smaller amounts of people, to use small amounts of digital yuan to check how it worked. And they kept gradually increasing the amount of people and money involved in those tests to the point that this January, half a year ago, it was officially launched, the digital yuan, in both the Android and, and Apple uh, store apps no, for, for people to download. And then in February, in the Winter Olympic Games, China tested for the first time the digital yuan uh, in, in this uh, international environment, no, because they were targeting uh, foreigners who visited China for the Winter Olympic Games, even though uh, due to the COVID restrictions, not many foreigners or not as many as expected visited the country. No, but, but the idea was that one. And to the point that uh, according to the last uh, data that I have, which are from mid-May, so we're talking about a couple of months ago, uh, more than 260 million people in China are already using China's digital currency, totalizing more than 13.8 billion 
US dollars transactions or worth yeah. of transactions. And it's currently available in more than uh, 23 uh, mainland cities and nine uh, wallets. Um, those are the last stats that I could gather from uh, one month and a half ago. Uh, there might be some some small differences because you know it's always difficult to to gather the, the latest data. But still, I mean, I think the idea is that it's growing and it's growing very fast. Of course, it doesn't reach like the whole of China because China is a huge country, both geographically and population-wise. But still, it's growing quite uh, steadily. But I must say that um, China has some kind of advantage in that sense because people in China were already very used to, to making payments uh, using Alipay, WeChat Pay, this kind of digital payment platform. So this is why introducing a CBDC in a country like China it might be technically difficult, as in any other country, but um, it's not that difficult when it comes to, to people's habits, you know, because they already have this habit of, of barely using cash. Yeah, uh, so I think that will bring more flexibility to the country. And so, but I'm, I'm amazed by the numbers, and you're talking about billions or tens of billions uh, already in circulation in CBDCs. And I think later on, once they integrated with Alipay and their uh, power social media chat, you uh, chat, if I'm not mistaken, or their application, because everything can be paid using this gateway or this application, which is a super, super power, super power application. Uh, that would be great. But now the, I think, you know, to, to round up, where is CBDC in general and in specific China? Because, you know, there was always a debate that I always see, which is, is CBDC going for retail or going for corporate or cross boundaries? money transfer what i think is with the digital yuan they actually done all of them not like you know other cbdc's at maybe at first stage and later on stages and they have the advantage of that six-year research and so on what is your point of view on this no that's actually, that's actually a great question i mean um the thing is uh, cbdc's can be either retail or wholesale retail is for example digital yuan uh, those well those which will allow people basically to do uh, the same transactions that they are already doing nowadays, but using the CBDC. Whereas wholesale CBDCs, uh, to put it simply, are those aimed at interbanking uh, settlements and transactions. So, I mean, China's digital yuan is a retail CBDC, same as the digital yen, which is uh, Japan's uh, project. It's not been launched yet, but, but uh, it's going to be a retail CBDC if eventually launched. Same idea as digital euro, digital one in Korea. So the, all those are retail CBDCs. And then we got what we call wholesale CBDCs. There was, for example, a very famous wholesale CBDC project in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates called Project Other. Uh, that was one wholesale CBDC project. And now in Asia, we got as well a few more a very interesting wholesale CBDC projects going on, such as, for example, MCBDC Bridge Project in Hong Kong and China, United Arab Emirates and Thailand, as well as Project uh, Dunbar, which includes uh, Singapore, South Africa, and a few more countries. So as you can see, I mean, there are those two kinds of CBDCs. And then there is one more uh, layer to add to that, which is this idea of a cross-border payment. So a CBDC can be a retail one, but at the same time, you can be aiming for cross-border payments. And I think it's in there where it's quite apt now to talk about China, because even though China's digital yuan is a retail CBDC, um, to me, one of China's main goals when designing their CBDC has clearly been that of trying to internationalize the yuan. Because as you all know, the, the yuan has never managed to fight the US dollar when it comes to their importance, to its importance in international trade. 
And one clear element hindering the importance of the yuan internationally was the fact that the yuan is a non-convertible currency or practically non-convertible currency. You know? So this is why um, the, the yuan's development as an international uh, currency, international trade has been hindered for many years. But China is trying somehow to stop that or to change that situation. So I'm not saying by that that China, through the digital yuan, will um, like um, well, fight and, and beat the US dollar like overnight. I'm not saying that, but China is trying to slowly change the situation, you know, which so far is favoring the US dollar. And one, I mean, China is trying to do so in many different ways, but um, China will have a perfect platform for them to internationalize the yuan through the Belt and Road Initiative, which, as you know, encompasses includes many countries from especially Central Asia, but not only there, it comes to Europe, this Belt and Road Initiative. And then um, China will also uh, be able to leverage the RCEP countries. As you know, RCEP is a free trade agreement that was signed by China and many more countries uh, in late 2020. And this free trade area created by this free trade agreement will actually include a 30% of the world's population and world's GDP. So China will have platforms for them to, to use their, um, their digital yuan and make it become much more international. Uh, I would say, though, that this idea of using a CBDC for cross-border payments is like phase two. I mean, a central bank first needs to focus on creating and launching their CBDC domestically. And then on a second phase, they will be able to, to look like... Um, to look abroad, not to look beyond their borders. And that's what China is doing now. But this is because China started much before uh, other countries. And even though uh, one key idea when it comes to using CBDCs like uh, for cross-border payments will be that of interoperability as well. So to what extent CBDCs will become interoperable, etc., that's something that needs to be seen. I mean, it's way too early for for us now, for, for us to say whether that will happen or how. But China's idea is that one. And and they're, for example, creating the technical infrastructure as well. Uh, they have this very interesting blockchain service network, BSN, uh, which is a project that it wasn't created initially to support the digital one. It was created years ago. But this BSN, I would say, uh, alongside the, the idea of the Belt and Road Initiative, will certainly um, help China uh, become, make become the, the digital yuan a much more uh, internationally used currency than than the yuan before the physical yuan. Very interesting talk. We have two questions actually, and I think they are great questions. From Lama, how the how to get digital yuan from abroad or once you reach China mainland? Is it an easy bank integrated or exchanges? Well um nowadays you cannot get digital yuans from outside China. The digital yuan app and the wallet is only available in China. Actually, not even in the whole of China, because as I explained before, it's only available now in 23 cities and, and nine wallets. So not even in the whole of China, you're going to be able to download this app. So first, you need to wait for, for this app to be like rolled out uh, in the whole of China. And then I guess in the future, we can look at, at uh, cross-border uh, cases, no use cases, which I mean, that will come for sure. I don't know if it's going to be in one year or two, but we're going there, but not yet. And then Lama asked as well whether it is uh, bank integrated or exchanges. Well, you can uh, access this through different wallets. No, For example, Alipay and WeChat Pay will integrate the digital yuan within their existing app. And then some of the most important major banks 
in China, Agricultural Bank of China, and on all the other ICBC, created their own uh, digital yuan apps, which you can uh, download, you know, and, and it's uh, kind of integrated to the uh, to the normal uh, digital banking apps. So it's only to depend, but so far, I mean, you cannot uh, trade it, you know, in any external exchange. You no, know? you need to go to those uh, official authorized uh, wallets, those apps. Okay, great. Another question from Marie: Does that mean China has eight years head start? Well, um, that depends on how fast the other countries want to go. But I would say, generally speaking, yes. I mean, maybe not eight, but a few years. I mean, how many years it will depend because China took six years to this research phase and maybe another country will be faster or slower. So it's difficult to say. But of course, I mean, look, for example, at Europe, the European Central Bank decided last year to work on digital euro. But still, even if it's finally launched, it will take at least uh, five years. So if you look at this from from this uh, CBDC race perspective, as in China already launched it, uh, and, and when will the US, for example, catch up with China? Well, it's going to be a few years for sure. So I would say that um, that if any country wanted to kind of fight with China in this area, they should have started much earlier. And actually, I know, I mean, we all know, I don't want to talk about politics, but we know, all know there are those geopolitical tensions between China and the US these last few years. So uh, initially, you need to, to, to remember that uh, the US didn't want to work on a digital US dollar. It was after, I mean, I guess, this is my guess, no? after seeing China and others so advanced, that they decided to work more intensely on this topic in order not to be left behind. But I mean, no matter how fast Europe and other countries act, uh, it will take them a, a while no, to catch up because it takes years for any central bank to do research and test and launch a CBDC. Thank you, uh, Dr. Oriol, for, your, for joining us first on uh, Crypto Talks. And uh, we are really uh, honored to have you here. Great information, I think, uh, you know, getting uh, some interesting questions also for our audience to to learn more. I just want to thank you again for coming on this platform. If you have any last words before we continue our program. No, I just wanted to thank you uh, for having me uh, here again. It's been my pleasure. And uh, for any of you who wants to dig deeper, ask me any further questions, feel free to, to reach out to me on LinkedIn or anywhere, and I will be more than glad to continue this discussion. One final uh, question before you go. You're working also on other researches. What what they are before you actually uh, leave the, the platform? Yes. I mean, aside from, um, I mean, I've been working lately on the digital yuan, especially digital yuan for cross-border payments, which is kind of what I summarize now. But aside from that, I'm also working on a blockchain in trade uh, finance, also in blockchain in Islamic uh, banking, which is something I'm uh, well, quite quite close no, to, to all of you, I guess. Because that's very interesting no, to see how Islamic bank, critical banking can coexist with blockchain or apply blockchain. And then I'm also looking at uh, well, Web3 and the metaverse from a wide perspective. Yeah. Thank you for that, Dr. Oriol. We'll be in touch more. And uh, thank you again for coming on this platform. And we'll definitely be in touch with you. And we'll see you off uh, Crypto Talks and on Crypto Talks again. We're always a pleasure to have you. With that, 